Welcome to episode four of the Compound Podcast, coming to you live from the Compound. I want to say a quick thank you to all the fans for the support. Uh, it's been awesome to see the podcast jump in the sports charts on on Apple Podcasts. To mention Apple Podcasts, we're on Apple Podcasts, <laughs> Spotify, Buzzsprout, the link we keep tweeting out. So keep, keep rating, keep, keep rating, rating, keep listening, Dakota. Unsubscribe, resubscribe, unsubscribe? As many times as you're legally allowed to, I want you to unsubscribe and resubscribe until your <laughs> finger breaks. <laughs> so we're going to start. We're going to jump into best, worst and best. Zach, lead us off. Uh, worst was tough. Tough pill to swallow. Um, first time in a few days losing in golf. Um, Nico and I had a tough one on the course today, but bounce back tomorrow. Um, best part was the workout that Nico and I got into today. Um, got after it a good amount. And Maybe you guys should stop working out together because the performance did not show on the golf course. Yeah, but what are we, you know, five and two? Something like that? Yeah. Nico? I'd say the, the low part of my day is just, you know, hearing back from loved ones and close friends that, you know, they've skipped out on an episode or two of the podcast. You know, I hear, I hear like good reviews. <laughs> Absolutely like, unacceptable. Like, oh, one or two. And I say, oh, how was three? And they say, oh, yeah, I, I don't know, man. But, but. I the, thought where you were going with that was like, yeah, you know, hearing from loved ones about the quarantine and everything. And I was like, Jesus, like, this completely different direction no, than I went. Very lucky. No. Family no. is healthy. All that good stuff. But my low leads into my high, which is, I don't know what goes into getting on top podcast lists, <laughs> but somehow. We are in the top 50 on sports podcasts, and that is my high of the day, just That's seeing right. us up there with a couple little ESPN podcasts and such. And Thank you. No free ads, ESPN. Unsubscribe, yeah. resubscribe. So who knows if that'll go up, down, hopefully up. But Nowhere near done. We're coming for you, PMT. Yeah, it feels real. It's cool. Dakota, worst and best? Um, the worst part of my day-to-day would probably be not eating an actual meal until dinner, which happened at 8.30. Which is more than <clears> um, which made me just go and, crazy. And you had and you had a really good I had a nice bike little warm up and workout that he was playing. There's a little backstreet boys going. That was fantastic. Um okay. Well first of all, I started, I started with a five mile Peloton ride. You know. And I, I always know I always know that Dakota gets a good bike ride in because I'm usually in there after him and I gotta lower it about ten notches on the seat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got long legs. <laughs> Um, but yeah, when I was working out, it was actually just a remix, um, but it did have some Backstreet Boys in there, and that just gets me going. If that doesn't get you going, check your pulse. Yeah, if you can't work dead. out the Backstreet Boys, I don't know what you're doing. Um, and then the best part of my day, it's kind of, I mean, like Zach said, like we found a way back, me and Ian today. Uh, we had a rough uh, last three, four days. Um, we had gone 96 hours without Ian Happ winning a hole as the so-called <laughs> best golfer in the house, but uh, he found a way back today and won three on his own. I didn't do much to help him except cheer him on. All it took was putting a wedge in his hand as a putter. Mm-hmm. And he was locked in. Yep. The worst part of my day today was going into the grocery store. Um, solo run for me today. Uh, checking on the toilet paper and, and paper towel aisle. 
and seeing that in Arizona, there's zero on the shelves. Absolute ghost town. Yeah. So figuring out where, where the next uh, toilet paper or paper towel uh, run's going to come from, that's going to be a tough one. We will be rationing. Um, yeah. We're, napkins might come into play. Yeah, we're taking it We're taking it down on the, the number of sheets we can use. But the best part of the day was the putt on 18 that I made with the wedge, about an eight-footer. To win the game. Right in the win center. The match. To win the match. The, the best part about that is if he missed, we would have had a playoff hole. And Dakota said, before he even put it, all right, can we just play this playoff hole tomorrow morning, please? He had no faith in him. It's reverse it psychology. Was, it was dark. But I made the putt. That's all that really matters. I mean, I knew you were going to make the putt. That's why it didn't really matter. I asked it. Yeah. What did you say about that? You said you turned around and gave him a high five, and he was. I didn't feel like he was actually watching. I was. I was <laughs> pretty sure he was on his phone. Trying I to was order, placing the dinner try, order. Sorry. Try, trying to order food. Assuming for looking out for the house. You know what? That leads right into the MVP. Dakota MVP yeah. today. We had a dishwasher unload. We had a trash takeout after dinner. He ordered the food, went with me to pick it up. 100% MVP. That's two MVPs for you, which is. One more than anybody else in the house. Congratulations. Um, I can't help but notice that Ian has zero. Um, I'm the host. I can't give myself. That would be ah, a scapegoat. If you, if you did enough, ah, if you did enough, we'd let you be MVP. But you just, you know, you just haven't done enough. Um, just be better. You know, hey, yeah. keep working hard. You're acting like you're providing the roof over our heads, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> MVP every day. But yeah, I'm honored. Uh, I'm going to go for the third next time. We're going to go to the Jeff Garland interview. I thought this was absolutely hilarious. He's a huge Cub fan. Everything that comes out of his mouth is funny, and I think you guys are going to really enjoy it. Here's Jeff Garland. So we have Jeff Garland joining the Compound Boys here at the Compound. Jeff, thanks for being here. Uh, my pleasure, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, I know that you're a big Cubs fan, but I want to hear, like, favorite moment – as a Cubs fan, whether it's Wrigley, not at Wrigley, but not the World Series. You can't cop out on the World Series. No, I wouldn't. Um, hey, my favorite moment, ironically, happened when the Cubs were in last place. Oh, it really? Was, it was in the 80s. It was the year that Andre Dawson won the MVP. And there used to be across the street from Wrigley a television slash stereo shop. And you'd walk through there and they'd have the different TVs on. So I was walking through the shop. I forgot the name of it. It was on, um, it's on Addison. It was on Addison. Uh, anyhow, um, I forgot the name, but I'm walking around and I hear Harry Carey's voice and I'm listening to the game and watching the game. And I always get loved stereos and television. So I love looking at all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, I'll never forget it's, I believe, the ninth inning, last game of the year, and Andre has already had the sickest season ever. And I, I remember Harry Carey saying, it would be poetic justice, poetic justice, if Andre would hit one out right now. He kept on saying poetic justice. Now, understand, they're in last place. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know, nobody was saying anything bad about Andre. So I don't know what poetic justice, but he hit a home run. Boom. And immediately I went nuts. I couldn't believe it. So that is my favorite cub moment. But <laughs> the thing that you have to know, I'm 57 years old. I've been a cub fan 
truly, truly knowing what it's like since 1969 when I was seven years old. And the fact that every year now and since the year before we went to the World Series, we have a chance to go to the World Series. Whether we finish in third place or lose in the championship or win the World Series, I'm good. I'm good. The Cubs have created an atmosphere uh, with Theo and all that of, like, we're a winning franchise. We're an excellent baseball team. And you have to understand, my life was not spent that way as a Cub fan. I mean, when I was a kid, there were Hall of Famers hanging out like Ernie Banks, Ron Sano, Billy Williams, Ferguson Jenkins. Yeah, but that being said – we still didn't do shit. And, then, <laughs> um, and I'm happy with Rossi. I, by the way, I, I text with Joe, and I'm going to be supporting the fuck out of the Angels. Except when they play the Cubs. I love that fucker so much. I don't know if you guys saw him riding his bicycle. No, we didn't. Oh, look it up. Look up Joe Madden bike ride. And he did it like for Yahoo. He strapped a camera to his helmet and he rode around his trailer park in Arizona for like 20 minutes and talked the whole time. <laughs> I find Joe wonderful, but his stories really go nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> he does. He has, and he has quite a few of them too. Oh my God. He spent 20, I'm eating blueberries. He spent. <laughs> <laughs> He spent 20 minutes during this bike ride talking about painting a restaurant. I'm not making up. <laughs> but I, lo- I love him. I don't like him. I love him. And I love Rossi, too. So I'm just saying, you guys have no – Maybe you, I know you've heard, but you can't believe the world that you live in compared to what was. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Do you, do you remember, I think this was the first time that we really interacted, was you were sitting behind the on debt circle with a couple buddies. And with you one buddy, were- Brandon Morris, and maybe it was, where was it? Was it Chicago? Yeah, it was in Chicago. Yeah, because I've, I've sat, you know, in those seats. Um, Tom Ricketts on occasion uh, has said I could have those seats, and I've sat with him. Little and, name drop. Uh, and... <laughs> Well, that's your boss, so shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, I remember sitting there, and I'm trying to make everybody fucking laugh. My friend Brad is a comedic actor and a comedian, and we're both trying, and we're saying some funny shit. We're cracking each other up. Well, the only person that laughed was Ian Happ. Ian Happ. <laughs> We saw you laugh, and by the way, you didn't let out. You kept it quiet, but nonetheless, he and my friend, my friend Brad, looked at each other, and we burst out laughing. And I was so happy. It's pretty that, remarkable that you yeah. get Ian Happ to laugh too, especially during a baseball game. It's pretty well oh, known I mean, he doesn't love to smile. What does he get hyper focused? Yeah, yeah apparently he's focused twenty four seven because he never smiles. The fans are on me for never smiling, so we can seriously. Tell that, yeah, you got me to laugh. But also, when I met you, and I have to admit, I thought you were Joe Madden's nephew. <laughs> <laughs> we met at whatever that place was. I don't even know why I was there. I never go out. 
And uh, you said, hi, you know, I, I know you're uh, friends with Joe Madden. And I'm thinking this dude is his nephew or something. <laughs> <laughs> but you had a, a, a good personality. I didn't find you lacking in having a sense of humor. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. By the way, this is one area where truly having me uh, behind you uh, people will go, oh, he has to have a good sense of humor. Yeah, that's exactly that's that's exactly why we brought you on. Credibility. <laughs> you have a sense of humor. Are you guys training at all? We are, yeah. We have uh, a bunch of equipment from uh, the Cubs facility that we brought into our garage. So we pull it out. We pull it out to the uh, driveway. To the prison yard. Yeah, and that's, yeah. that's our right. prison yard where we're doing our prison workouts. By the way, that's really funny to say that because it is sort of like that. I mean, I'm here in my house in Los Angeles, and thank God I've got a pool in the backyard. But I'm all alone with my dog, and, and that's it. I don't see anyone. I mean, I talk to friends and stuff, and I FaceTime with some people. But I'm keeping, you know – I'm keeping a pretty low profile during this. The the amount of uh, celebrity piece of shits that think that they need to be out there and have everybody see them singing Imagine or whatever bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I think that people do fine without me. You know what I mean? They're, 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 they're doing just fine uh, without having me in their face, you know? Yeah, I, I would trade these three for a dog, so... <laughs> Well, by the way, I'm happy to do your podcast. I love podcasts. Like, I love them. It's the only time you can have an actual conversation. Like, when I do Steve Colbert or one of those shows, I'm on and off within six minutes. Yeah, it's short. And, and, it's a, and it's a drag. It's not fun. All right, so, um, yeah, talk to me. So, <laughs> a few of us had the, uh, the chance to see Second City this year. We were down in Miami, and... I mean, it was remarkable, you know, you give them three words that they have no idea and they go off on a 15-minute skit and it's just like, how do you guys, A, not break out laughing half the time and B, how do you not just go blank? Um, all right, let's flip it around. When you go up to bat, how do you not go, oh, the pitcher's throwing so fast. I, <laughs> I do sometimes. sometimes you do. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> because, fucker, it's what I do. It's what I do. You know, I, I can't hit a major league fastball, and you can't improvise. <laughs> we, we each do what we're good at. I At the end of my um, Netflix special, um, I say, don't follow your dreams unless your dreams are what you're great at. It's so much better to do what you're great at and have your dreams be a hobby if you want to. But I see too many people follow their dreams who do improvise and they have no idea what they're doing or they're overwhelmed and they should be there. Hey, I'm sure you guys see ball players sometimes where you go, how the fuck did he get this far? This is crazy. <laughs> Whether it be a pitcher, I mean, I know it happens. Not everybody can fucking do it, you know? And That's so true. for me, for me, I swear to God, improvising and doing what you just described is like breathing air. It's nothing. I, That's awesome. I thought I thought it was really cool that you decided to do this special in Chicago. Like for people that have spent time in the city, you get you fall in love with it. You fall in love with every part of Chicago. Oh, it's, it's such a wonderful city, and especially 
for you guys, the summer is magnificent. Yeah, it's the best. It's the best summer city in the world. How did you? Yeah. How did you decide that you were going to do a special in Chicago? Well, you know, I, I was originally doing it here in L.A., but I changed the idea for the special. And once I changed the idea, I immediately thought of Park West and doing it in Chicago. The director, the director of photography, myself, were all from Chicago. So for us, it was like, and also audiences in Chicago are fantastic. And the fact that I have a, a pretty big following in Chicago, it all made sense. Jeff, this is Dakota. Um, I watched that special, and I think the funniest part of it to me was you talking about the donuts. Is it still oh, you like that? You? Uh-huh. All the donut stories? Yeah. <laughs> is it still tough for you to drive by a Krispy Kreme if the light's on? No. It's actually, I don't even think about it. Because, you know, I am and was an addict. When I say an addict, I'm talking about sugar, not alcohol, not drugs. And so I'm in a headspace where that's not even an option. You know what I mean? It's not even an option to go into um, a Krispy Kreme. I've gone, I'm almost at three years now of uh, no sweets. Wow. Jeez. Better man than me. Yeah. Than everyone in the compound. The the compound has a little bit too much sweets. Well, the only thing that I actually miss, to be honest, ice cream. Mm -hmm. Oh. I'm with you on that one. We got a big tub of that in our freezer right now. Yeah, you got to. I mean, you can have, by the way, <clears throat> excuse me, whenever anyone says they don't believe in God, I ask them, have you ever had sex? And have you ever had ice cream? <laughs> That's a proof of God right there. Ice cream's magic. Hey, this is Nico here. Um, back to improv for a sec, though. Um, All right, Nico. I'm going to go back to improv. <laughs> We're just we're both performers of the type. Like obviously we're in sports, but for ball players we have routines before we we go out and play. I was wondering if you have anything that's an equivalent to that before you do. All right, you're talking to the wrong guy. <laughs> in terms of me doing stand up, for example, yeah, I generally go up with nothing in mind of what. Yeah, I'm we about. saw that. That's amazing. Yeah, so I literally could be eating pizza. And they could go, they're introducing you. And I actually take another bite of pizza, lay it down, and walk towards the stage. That's completely true. So in terms of prep, I like to be relaxed and chill and almost zen-like in my approach. Um, What I have done to prepare is spent years on the road, and it's the same thing as like batting practice or like when I walk into the comedy store and not now, but when I did, um, you know, a month or two ago, um, it's to work out. It's just to go up and be in practice. So if I do my work by doing sets, um, it allows me to be my best, but I've got to put in my work, but there is no, the prep work is the actual work. There is no before I walk on stage. There is no anything that I wear, tie my shoe. There's no nothing. Uh, Chris Farley used to lick his hand and then and then rub it on the carpeting before he walked on stage. But <laughs> that was more of some sort of mental illness 
than a thing that made sense. Because even then, I would kind of look at it and go, what the fuck is he doing? You know? <laughs> Isn't that weird? Yeah. That is very weird. That's when, unbelievable. When you're meeting people for the first time who know who you are, mm-hmm. which is everyone, is everyone, is everyone expecting you to be funny all the time? Like, do you ever get like, hey, tell me a joke? No, I mean, I have. Not very often. People are just very kind and they're excited to meet me. I mean, I meet an idiot like one out of every 500 people that approach me. Everybody's very kind and comedians mean a lot to people. So when I have any exchange with somebody, I am just totally present, looking in their eyes and being very warm and thoughtful because I know that comedians, we hold a special place in people's hearts and, and they do for me, you know, and I'm disappointed by some of my heroes. Um, so I am just kind to everybody and rarely is there an asshole. But when there's an asshole, I say, you're not funny. Get the fuck away from me. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's, there's one similarity between uh, our, our careers and it's that when you're doing uh, shows all the time you have shows every single day like if you're on tour you have shows every single day for us like we play 162 games so yeah. we, frequently, we frequently have the conversations like oh when's your next game like i'd like to come by let me know when you're going to be in the city it's like my schedule is online like you can find it wait a minute, wait a minute. people actually ask you guys when are you playing next i'd love to come You've never gotten that about like, hey, when's your next show? I'd love to come. Oh by. no, no, I know, but but they're not online like yours. You know what I mean? mean? The cops fucking schedule. I check it every day. <laughs> Imagine me texting you, hey Ian, sorry to bother you. When when's the next game? <laughs> but that's a real thing. That actually, no, it's, it's a very frequent conversation. That happens way more than you think it would. Oh my god! Oh my god! Whoever says that to you, be polite, get out of their way, give them the information, and then block them. Block <laughs> them from your text, block them from your life. You don't need anybody like that around you. That's insane. It would, it would basically be like you texting me and being like, when are you coming to L.A.? Like, you get that all the time. Like, hey, when are you coming right. to New York? When are you coming? It's like, well, By I the way, you know, the same way you when the Cubs play either – the Dodgers, the Angels, and even the Padres, even the Giants. I fucking know about it. Who's who's your uh, favorite person to go to a game with? I love going with my brother. He lives in Chicago. Julian Moore, by the way. Um, <laughs> my, my brother, my friend uh, Brad Morris that I just mentioned, um, <clears throat> my friend Mike Toomey, um, who's on WGN Sports. He plays that announcer guy, Skip. I don't know if you've ever seen him do it. It's fucking hilarious. Um, they're, all, they're all baseball guys, especially Brad. Like, man, baseball guy. Because you want to sit with someone where you can talk about the game and the nuances or even someone who's comfortable shutting the fuck up and just watching. Yeah. And I'm personally, look, I want Ian, I always want you to do great. Always. I've seen you Homer. It makes me, I get giddy. But the point being is, man, do I love a good two to one game. Love it. Three to two, two to one. That's baseball. 
I mean, when there's when there's it's it's it, nine to seven, it's like all right. I mean, I love baseball, but man, pitching. I once saw at Wrigley Field a two to one game, Greg Maddox versus Nolan Ryan. Yeah, the that's and like that was, that was. I'll never forget it. It was just like to watch great pitching. Fucking amazing. Yeah, that's the true baseball fan. Is the fan that likes the two to one game that likes the game that. Is, it might be three hours, might be three and a half hours, but you can appreciate how good a two-to-one baseball game is. I I to hold on a second here. You made a mistake, Ian. Uh, I'm all for the 90-minute game. I'm all for the <laughs> hour game. I don't want to see a, a two-and-a-half, three-hour game. Uh, the, the shorter the game – by the way, if it's tied extra innings, that's one thing. But, man – those games should be wrapped up within two hours. They're way too long. You guys grew up and used to this. But that's the only – you know, you want to know what I miss about old-time baseball or when I was younger is the speed of the games and, and more day games. I love day games. You know, um, I don't go to Wrigley a lot at night. Yeah, the Wrigley – that's the best part about Wrigley is getting to play – the Friday, Saturday, Sunday day games. It stinks when you come back uh, like Thursday night and have to play Friday day. Right? Games. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, but it, you you get to have an actual life. You get to work a nine to five and go to dinner and experience the city. Like that's. By well, far. You know, I think being a Chicago Cub, there's no better job that you can have in sports. That's my opinion. I completely agree, Jeff. I want to ask. I want to ask about uh, Big Bowl of Wonderful and how like how you got the idea. Um, I think it's awesome that the proceeds are going to fuck cancer. Oh, you, oh, you mean my, my photo show? Yeah. Oh, holy shit. Well, it closed. It's going to, by the way, although I don't know if any of you will be there, but it's supposed to reopen in September or October in Chicago. <clears throat> yeah. Hopefully, and, uh, hopefully all four of us will be. <laughs> um, and then uh, the proceeds for that will probably go to the Chicago Food Bank. Uh, really? I did fuck cancer in LA. I'll do Chicago Food Bank in Chicago. But Big Bowl of Wonderful, I've been taking pictures of like on the set, outside of the set, you know, walking around uh, for about 14 years. I never let anyone see them uh, until this show because I don't want to be like, oh man, he's famous. That's how he got a show. No, I'm sure it helped, but. I really earn my um, my um, myself having a show, and it was hugely successful. And there's going to be an actual book. Oh wow! And, really- and on one page will be a picture of, let's say, Larry, and I'll tell the story of when we were on set, what was happening, what I was thinking, and what equipment I used. Because you know, people dig that. Do you you remember everything that was happening in all your photos? All right, I can remember sometimes when we from a photo from someone mentioning an episode. I can remember what I ate at craft service that day. <laughs> That's incredible. But if you ask me what 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 day it is, under normal circumstances, forget what's going on now. There's a great chance I don't know what day it is. That's Even more I'm really good at time. I have a great sense of time, but I don't know um, weeks or, or days, weeks or months. So there's certain things that go in my brain 
And there's other things where, like, for example, when I'm on the Goldbergs and I have to learn lines, I literally will learn my lines. And then the second we're done filming that scene, they are, it's almost like someone put a faucet on the side of my head and all that shit escapes. If the next day, <laughs> the next day we have to reshoot something, I have to relearn my lines. That's it's not important, so I dump it out. Get the fuck out of my head. <laughs> Baseball players are like that, too, with the uh, times. Like, it's Groundhog Day every day. We do the same thing. So right. absolutely no idea what day of the week or, or what month. So it is. then there are aspects to what's going on now that are not making you crazy, and that would be one of them. Yes, yes. Now, gonna... do any of you, are any of you married? Do any of you have a family? No. Nope. That's do great. any of you have yeah. girlfriends? We have, yeah, a couple girlfriends. Oh, that must be tough. Yeah, to yeah, tough, tough to be have your significant other in like halfway across the country. I know that's really that. I mean, the two things that get me about this, besides the obvious tragedy of it, are families being separated, people being separated, and then um, just, I mean, the whole, the whole, well, fuck all of it. Yeah, we are. We're gonna do a couple fan questions. That'll kind of be the last thing we have for you. All right. I, I can go all day. I'm all good, man. This has been again the blueberries. This has been <laughs> nothing but an honor. I, Ian, I'm so happy to have made your acquaintance. Acquaintance and fellas, I look forward to meeting you guys too. Big oh yeah, guys. we do too. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I hope that we can get in a season somehow. I hope and pray. Because the, I've been watching on YouTube old Cub games. I'm not making up. I'm so not making Yeah, that's true. Right. And one from the 70s. By the way, if you guys type in 1970 Cubs and you watch any of those games, it looks almost exactly the same. And I got to tell you, that's another thing that the Cubs owner did that was great. I love the way everything at Wrigley looks, how it looks. Yeah, I love the outside. I love the signage inside. All of it is beautiful. I'm, I'm happy with everything. All right, fan questions. Let's go, Parker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> first, first fan question is from Corey Friedman at CF Cubs Related. Thanks for joining the podcast, Corey. Appreciate it. Uh, Corey wants to know which player from the current Cubs roster would make the best guest appearance on Curb? Ooh. Well, I mean – Oh fuck! I mean, I guess I would guess Rizzo. Yeah, just because he's easy to fuck with, um, um, and he's—I mean, I find him sweet. I don't know how he is to you guys, but um, that or whoever the weirdest player is—you'd <laughs> have to uh, have interviews for who the weirdest player is. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 that would be. I mean, to me, it's whoever's most comfortable in their own skin. You think Schwarber could do it? Oh, I fucking love Schwarber. I, I, I think, <laughs> by the way, I think he could, truly. He seems like the type of guy that would excel at something like that. I think he would, too. Boy, oh, boy, I thought he was going to have a great season this year. Fuck. He still will. He still will. Still Plenty of time. Keep the I have Keep complete the faith in that fucker. I love him. <laughs> I love him. I love you. understand. Since before the World Series, one of the things that I've been saying – about the team was how much I love the team. 
It had been years since I loved the Cubs. I mean, the team. You guys make it easy to root for you. Very easy. Love to hear that. It's true. And, by the way, you went from one manager who's crazy likable to another one. I mean, and those guys set a tone. All right, so uh, let's say Schwarber. Fuck uh, fuck, uh, Rizzo. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck Rizzo. Seriously, Jeff, that was great. Thank you. Yeah, Yeah, thank thank you very much. Truly, guys, an honor. And if you if you need anything from me or want to talk again, uh, Ian has my number. And I got my fingers crossed that uh, I'll be seeing you guys play. But I want to say, hang tough, stay diligent, and you're lucky to have each other. Even if at some point you start making each other nuts, the yeah. other parts of it are really good. And you're lucky. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully we'll be at Wrigley soon and you're making jokes behind us on deck. Yeah. I hope so. But by the way, as Ian will tell you, I don't want to fuck up your distraction. I always it'd be tell nice to hear that sometimes instead of someone saying you sucked or something like that. Yeah, well, that's doing the same thing. I mean, I, but I, whatever silly things I do are very subtle. So either you're noticing or you're not. I'm not getting in your face. But I always tell my kids, Take what you do seriously, just don't take yourself seriously. Love it, very true. When you're in between the lines and you're playing, take that shit seriously, even though it's baseball. But when you're um, not there, uh, do not take uh, that shit seriously. That was Jeff Garland. Jeff, thanks for coming on the podcast. You were a fantastic guest. So far, our most famous guest, uh, even though he might not admit it. Um, and let's let's hit the screen time before uh, before we wrap up the episode. Shorty, start us off. Four hours and sixteen minutes. Ooh, high screen times, I think, across the board today. Yeah, it's a tough one. Nika, four hours twenty six minutes. Dakota, what's your screen time? Um, thank you for calling on me. Uh, three hours and eight minutes. Three hours and eight minutes. I'm uh, three fifty two. So Dakota is going to win the day, and Nico, MVP you're and low screen time. time. Shocker. That's Two MVPs today. Yeah, I do what I can. So today we're not going to take fan questions because next episode we're going to go no guest. It's just going to be the Compound Boys, uh, and we're going to field a bunch of fan questions. We're going to talk about a lot of the stuff we had uh, so far on Twitter and keep sending us your fan questions because they're awesome. We're going to get to as many as we can. Twitter. Instagram DM. Twitter. Instagram DM. Whatever whatever it takes. Um, Subscribe. Unsubscribe. Apple Podcast, Spotify. I want your finger to be sore from how many times you unsubscribe and resubscribe. Rating. And rate us. Five stars. That's going to be it for episode four of The Compound Podcast. Coming to you live from The Compound.